We're going to mix a little serious with a little bit of fun. Mommy! It's the mom cast. Really, Mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. Mom cast. The mom cast. Welcome to this week's mom cast. I'm Stacy McCain. We've got our whole mom squad with us this week. We're going to be talking about something very near and dear to my heart. Part of my job on the radio on Sunday 95 is each year we do a fundraiser for our local hospital, Nationwide Children's Hospital, and something we call the Sunshine Fund. And we get to talk with some amazing families and hear their stories. So I wanted to share one of those conversations uh, that we had with a gal named Kimmy who tells us her daughter Macy's story. And it's it's really compelling. And um, for every mom out there, I thought it was important to hear because not every birth is the perfect birth and you carry your child all that time and you have so many hopes and dreams Um, but even when things don't happen the way they do for most of us when there is an issue folks at all the children's hospitals around the country and for ours nationwide children's step in and bring hope and so we have a story to share there Uh, but i want to start out with something a little lighter so i hope you'll stick around for kimmy's story Um, We're going to talk millennials on this mom cast. So I'm not sure um, that we actually have millennials in the room. Um, Of course, Greg, our producer, we always tease you about being a millennial. I'm on the the cuff there. Uh, I was born in uh, 84. So depending on what study and what website you're reading, I could go either way. And I know there are a lot of millennial moms and dads out there, and that's a good thing. Um, we're going to get to that. Um, Heather, our free spirit mom. Yes. Um, are you a millennial? <laughs> I consider myself Generation X. I was born in 80. Okay. But when you look at the kind of the statistics with the Generation X, I fit that mold. So okay. that's what I always say. Okay. So this, I, I read this and I thought of, of you younger folk. <laughs> um, um, there's a Twitter thread. I don't know if you saw it. And it's kind of funny because it's how would a millennial mom create a ridiculous unique spelling of your name oh because you notice like now um there are a lot of really weird like you look at the at the name and go what is that and in reality it's like ashley but they spelled it with all these weird um combinations of vowels and consonants and you have to decipher and you know when you look at it oh well, a millennial mom um, <laughs> right. created that name. And, and you're trying to create something new, you know, right. with a different name. But um, so like if, for instance, if if someone spelled Stacy, I think it was like S-T-A-I-C-E-I-G-H or something oh, like that. You yeah. know, the whole okay. and you'd look at that and go, what? Oh, Stacy! In the world yeah. is that, but you know, a millennial ago, it, it's a Stacy. You're millennializing it. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need a program to decipher what the right. what they are saying. Um, so, Lakin was one. That's kind of a millennial name, Lakin. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, not familiar it. with it. L a k y n n. So Lakin. That's a popular name. Uh, for your child, and there's probably a mom or dad listening that has a Lakin. And I wonder there. if the like gender-wise, that could probably go mm-hmm. male, female, either one. Yeah. Could be. I enjoyed one, uh, somebody, th- their name is Sean, and they spell it S-E-A-N, which, That's you know, he, he kind of made the, it's normal, but it is kind of a weird spelling mm-hmm. if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
for a millennial, they would spell it S H O U G H N N. No. <laughs> yeah. So you have to do like the double consonant or you know at the at the end. Yeah, and Sean does they already spell Sean like four different ways anyway. Right. So yeah, okay. But I, I also because this is where I have to kind of focus and we're gonna get to your kids' names. Okay. Like my daughter's name is Olivia. Okay. It we named her after our grandmothers. In other words, my husband's grandmother's name is Olivia, and her middle name was my great-grandmother, so Olivia Grace. Very basic. Um, There are a lot of Olivias, but that wasn't our plan, so nothing too crazy, and no weird spellings, no A-H-V-I, you know, it's not, it's just Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Greg, your Mm -hmm. kids' names. Yeah, so... um I guess I see what you're getting at here. We didn't mm-hmm. play. <laughs> we didn't play with uh, spelling so much, but right. f- f- with my daughter, we did. We kind of just played with a little bit of form. I just, suppose uh, um, Mabel is is my daughter's name, mm-hmm. and uh, very old school. Very I mean, old that's school. Like way way back. Uh, and I before we decided, I was like, well, let me make sure I remember how to spell Mabel. It's it may be E L, not right. L E or anything else. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me memorize that first before we seriously think about it. And then I think our millennial take on is we played with the gender stereotypes because her middle name is James, which Ooh. is a family name, and there it's it's popped up in, as a female name mm-hmm. in in, in, um, uh, in recent years. But so yeah, we, we didn't screw with the spelling so much as just the kind, kind which of which I like. The traditional I, do I like and the I name. Think that's a new trend as well, where it's gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Where everything anything goes, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And your son's name and is kind of cool too. It's Davis, which is. Mm-hmm. More of a, a, it's a last name, really, um, but it's kind of popped up. And we don't have any Davis in the family. We don't have last name of any. We just kind of thought it was a cool name. It is. It is a cool name. And, and, and his middle mo- name? John. See, that's oh. normal. That's like the most normal thing that we have. Oh, it's how not could you? John. <laughs> and, but both, both uh. are, my, are uh, my wife and, and my dad is John. So we're like, mm. well, that'll make, that's an easy no brainer right. decision, John. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> huh. Okay. But when you, like the thought process when you were naming them, what, in other words, what's behind like a Mabel James? Just you wanted to do something different, or you know, not to uh, I don't not to pass the buck on my wife. I think she really she's always liked Mabel, um, and okay. had kind of thrown it out there, and we were kind of playing with it a little. You know, I I, I guess I, maybe you guys can can. Do all women like gr- or girls growing up? Do they like always have like their names picked out for their their kids growing up? Because my sisters did, and I think Mallory did that a little bit too. Mm-hmm. She's always liked Mabel. Absolutely. And then, do you know what happened? My husband had an opinion, and I respected that, and I said, "Let's start from scratch." Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah well, well, you don't seem happy about that, Heather. I am okay with it. Uh, his rationale was. We, we wanted to avoid names that we know other people that have those names. So maybe someone in his life, he had a negative association like with that. that name. And so mm-hmm. I don't know the story behind it, but it did seem he wasn't comfortable. And so, you know, he had to actually convince me to name Savannah Savannah because I thought that was uh, Savannah is our favorite city in the world. But I thought it w- this is going to sound terrible. You may have to edit this, but I thought it was a stripper name. <laughs> Savannah. Savannah. 
Yes. Right. And my little one is named that. He 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 thought I was nuts. But, you know, you just have these associations with these names. And, sure. Well, did and you know a stripper named no. Savannah? You just thought okay. it was. <laughs> I, no. I mean, I'm just wondering. No. Cause I'm a horrible person. No, you're not. I mean, that's kind of funny <laughs> that, that you think that. I right. mean, no. And, and to your point, that and your husband's point, that is unfortunate. If we right. knew somebody with a name and we had a really negative yeah. feeling about them, right. then that name is well, out. Yeah. Our pants. And that's, I guess, what I was going to get at, too, is I, I didn't really care. I, I You know, I mean, obviously I had an opinion, but I hadn't been growing up thinking about it. And then my wife it was a teacher for several years. Yep. So when you have... A bunch of uh, Matthews or J- yes, yeah, or Lucas or whatever. You know, a very common name. Uh, she either saw it way too often or had a little rugrat that wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, always you know the best behaved. Right. Child. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that eliminated a huge sure. chunk of names. Yes, sure. sure. And there's so, a compromise there, right? There's two of you, and sure. You know. So you have a Savannah, yes, and the other is Avery. And what's interesting is we, our theme, kind of like Greg, is we did one um, kind of a more modern name paired with an, an old fashioned name. So Avery is the, and her middle name's Elizabeth. Elizabeth's more of the queen, mm-hmm. you know, regal. So right. Avery Elizabeth. And then Savannah is kind of the older name, southern name, and her middle name's Ray, R A E. So oh, that's it's so old cute. new. Mm-hmm. Old new. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's what we did. I like it a lot. And I like the idea of a favorite city. Or yeah. whatever. And I'll tell you, Ray is spelled R-A-E instead of R-A-Y. I don't know if that counts as this kind of um, strange spelling type thing, but I intentionally did it that way because I thought it was odd. I like it. That's <laughs> so cool. I'm, I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting to know the thought process. I look at some of the names now, and while they're kind of silly or seem silly to us, I get why people... I mean, everybody has a reason for doing it. It's just right now, it's kind of the cool thing to do. I just try to picture the the younger ones trying to spell, spell it. it and the teacher mispronouncing it. Right. And and then mm. like the rules for spelling kind of get thrown out the window. Yeah. And I'm sure none of that really matters. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I just see a, a child struggling. Their name is Ray, as you said, but then there's like 25 letters in it. And it makes no sense as to why they're spelling it that way. But that's kind of the thing right now. And I think it's funny. So to me, it doesn't matter as long as there's a reason. And hopefully it's not just, you know, some names just sound cool. You know what I mean? Like, I always wonder about like people like a Tim Tebow. Like that just sounds like a football player, and I'm sure it's because he was. But so many of the like the athletes have like really strong names, and I think did their mom know? You right. know what I mean, or did you did you plan that? You know what I mean? Because it sounds cool. Yeah, because it's not like their name is Franklin or something. I mean, it's, right. it's like a, a rough, <laughs> yeah. tough yeah. name. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You know, especially quarterbacks. They're cool. They've got cool names and they seem like they should be playing football. Yes. And when you have your baby, do you look at them and say... Or does their name um, play a role in how people treat them growing up and it leads them to football? I've always wondered because my parents mm. were going to name me Patricia Jean after my grandparents. I can't imagine being where I am today in radio with the name Patricia Patty Jean. I would probably not be in this career. I think it. I, I would write. I'd probably live in the country where I grew up, and you know, I just think I'd be taken a different path because people treat you in some ways 
how your name is. I don't know. That's always been my suspicion that I wouldn't have ended up where I am. Patty, I'm just feeling people thought. do that. Maybe reminds me of the song "A, a Boy Named Sue," the Johnny Cash song. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> boy, boy, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. yeah. Well, and my name is now. I mean, it's more popular, Stacy. When I was younger, you never ran across a Stacy. So you're now, modern. It's oh. it's like my name has had a resurgence again, but it's also a male female name. I mean, there are a lot of males named Stacy. So, um, it and it never was really um, so much so when I was growing up. But the rumor has it um, that my dad named me after an ex girlfriend. <laughs> oh. So, wow. Um, yeah, my mom didn't know that at the time, <laughs> and I don't know that that's really true. But that's always been the story. Um, that she found out later. <laughs> so surprise, you know, and at that point I was, but, but I wanted to change my name when I was a kid. Is that, I mean, is, does every kid go through that? Cause I wanted yes. to go by my middle name, which is Anne. And I don't know why there's nothing. I mean, Stacy's a, was a unique name. It was mm-hmm. different but I wanted to go by something else. I think it's an independence thing, honestly. Like Maybe. you want to sh- um, show that you you have a say in who you are. You know, and I think most for most people it's a phase. I went through that as well. I, and I'm wondering, Mabel is, uh, she's in kin- or, uh, uh, preschool. So she's got a year before she's in kindergarten and in first grade. But I wonder with her specifically, because she has a lot of nicknames around the house, May, Maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, I like so, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I wonder, like, you know, when the teacher calls on her, like, you know, do you at the beginning of the first day, like, do you want me to call you by any other name? You know, <laughs> I wonder if she'll stick with Mabel or say May or maybe or she'll want to change it. Too, and that probably, changes too. And that changes the whole dynamic. Because you know, Olivia used to be just be Olivia. She didn't like people calling her. We called her Livy at home. I mean, that to her is like death now. Oh. We don't call her Livy. Um, but live now she's, oh. she's decided that. So, I mean, I think as it, as they change and, and get older. I remember they're... growing up with a Betsy, real good friends of the family, Betsy, but it was always Elizabeth. And I don't know why she changed it growing up, but she was Betsy all growing up. And then recently on Facebook, it's, oh, it's Elizabeth oh. now, mm. but cause she's a, a, a grown, a, a grown <laughs> woman. professional woman. <laughs> it's Elizabeth now, not Betsy. <laughs> Well, it does. It it kind of sets the stage, I think, in some ways for how we appear to other people, whether we want it to do that or not. Right. Um, if you have or know somebody, you're probably more likely to tell on somebody that you know. Um, <laughs> an interesting spelling of a name or an interesting take on a name or whatever. We'd love to hear you uh, hear from you. You can let us know on our MomCast Facebook page. We would love to see it. Um, and love to see the spelling of it. <laughs> and who knows, Heather, you may have another one one of these days. You might want to. Another child? Yeah. I just had a panic attack when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> face. How about a dog? You can name the dog. Greg? Yeah. No. Greg? We're no, done. No. no. <laughs> wow. All done. No more. We're good. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. I'll get another pet just to come right. up with a name. <laughs> Kimmy, I like to start. With with moms just talking about when their baby is born in those moments, mm-hmm. because I think it is is um, Macy your only? No, I have four. My oldest is my stepson, though, so she was my third. Okay. Um. So when she was born, I just thought it'd be 
just You've like been through it. I'd been through it and yeah. it was no big deal. And we didn't know before we didn't get a prenatal diagnosis. So we weren't expecting. Well, anything. you know, most people don't feel like everything's going along yeah. as, as it should be. Mm-hmm. We don't do that because, I mean, when it comes to that, I mean, we're always hoping for the best. Right. right? So mm-hmm. let's talk about that when Macy, beautiful daughter born, mm-hmm. but the moments after birth, what happened? When she was first born at 7.30 in the morning, she looked a little um, blue or purple, but her cord was wrapped around her neck. Mm -hmm. So they unwrapped it and they put a pulse ox on and it was coming up to a satisfactory number. So they took it off and she's fine. We bonded all day. I held her all day. It wasn't till 5 p.m. at night that the nurse said, you know, she looks a little dusky and decided to take her to the NICU. Well, she was born at 37 weeks, so we just thought, there was some fluid in her mm-hmm. lungs when they mm-hmm. did an x-ray and I went down to see her and I heard a nurse on the phone say, we have a baby here. Her heart's on the right side of her body instead of the left. That's the first thing they saw. I look around, my baby's the only one in the NICU. Oh. So that's pretty much how I found out. It's called dextrocardia. So it's on the other side. So what what is in your head at that moment when you hear that? Uh, it was terrifying because when you're thinking about what could be wrong with your baby, I feel like something wrong with the heart's like the worst thing possible. So you don't know what it all means. And her heart being on the right side by itself won't hurt her. So we knew there was something else wrong as well. And so they did a test on her, which was pure oxygen on her nose for like 10 minutes. And if it came up, we could stay at St. Anne's. If not, we had to transfer it to Children's because there was no one after 5 p.m. to do an echo at St. Anne's. Well, it didn't go up. So we got transferred to Nationwide that night. And so what, I mean, you've got to be terrified. Right. And, but knowing, okay, we're going to Nationwide, at mm-hmm. least yeah, they know what they're dealing with. You right. didn't know what you were dealing right. with exactly. What yeah. did you find out? So we waited hours for a transport because you had to have a special transport. So I was just holding her like, I don't know what's wrong. Um, And then I had to talk St. Anne's into letting me go with her because they didn't want to let me go because I just had a baby that day. Um, So they did let me go and made my husband promise to like not let me walk and all this stuff. So we had to follow her in the ambulance, which was devastating to me. I was like, I don't understand why I can't ride with her. And we got there. Um, They brought the Echo to her room, a portable Echo, and it took hours to do. And I knew something was really wrong. These people do this for a living, and they're like, so if that's her left ventricle, then that's her right. Like, they couldn't even figure out what they were looking at Mm. on her heart Mm -hmm. during the Echo. Well, we'd been up for so many hours that we fell asleep and woke up, and they were gone. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So then the doctor came in, and he listed off these many, many heart defects that she has. And I thought, oh, this, my baby's not going to live. And he goes, we're going to do this, this, and this, and she's going to be fine. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> For like 12 hours, I thought, you know, my baby wasn't going to make it. So oh. it was amazing to hear what, that they had a plan already, you know. See, and, and I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? I mean, whatever your child is going through, that's the amazing thing we hear over and over. Oh, we've dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It sounds foreign to you and frightening to you but oh we've already experienced that for the most part and here's what we can do to help okay so they tell you that Mm -hmm. that's one thing Kimmy Mm -hmm. Uh, let's talk about how did that go did they 
So at first, um, they have to give these babies this medication to keep. It's called a PDA. When babies are born, um, they're all born with the PDA open, but then it closes shortly after birth. They want to keep it open in babies like this to allow more blood flow. So they have to give them this medicine for that. But that medicine actually makes babies relax too much because it, it just relaxes them. And so she actually stopped breathing and they had to bag her. <sighs> so they decided, you know, that was the first few days. They decided to take her off it and just hope for the best. Well, the plans were um, she's a single ventricle heart kit, which means that they get what's called a Glen and a Fontan, which they reroute. Their inferior vena cava and their superior vena cava. So the heart only has to do the job of pumping oxygenated blood to the body. It can only it can't do its whole job. It can only do half the job. And so blood now flows passively to their lungs instead of getting pumped there. So he was hoping we could skip straight to the Glen. But when she was three months old, her oxygen dropped into the 60s. And so she had to get a BT shunt um, to hold her over to get because you have to be a certain age to get the Glen because of the high pressures in their lungs. And so at three months old, she got a BT shunt. She did great, went home in five days. Then at eight months old, she got the Glen, went home in three days, which was like everyone couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. And then at two and a half, she got the Fontan. We were in there for 13 days because um, their chest tube strained for a really long time. And she actually went home with a chest tube that we travel back and forth to nationwide to have it drained and she had that for about a month and then got it removed kimmy do you have a medical degree no <laughs> that's just how heart moms are yeah. <laughs> wow. but that's amazing yeah. to me that you know all of this and you're you're educated honestly in this yeah. whole thing so you've gone through this how is how is she doing? Oh, she's amazing. She started preschool last year. We put her in, um, we live in Gahanna, mm-hmm. and we put her in the Gahanna Special Needs Preschool uh, through the school district um, so she could get physical therapy. Um, it does, the low, chronically low oxygen for years does affect muscle and um, her core strength, but mm-hmm. it was because she couldn't jump, and she can jump all over the place now, so she's doing great with that. <laughs> she can ride a bike, <laughs> and um, she's a little daredevil. She is not scared of anything. Aww. Um, she has older siblings, so that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So she was jet skiing and tubing this weekend at Lake Erie. And oh my goodness. she wants to go faster, faster. Um, we went to Cedar Point and she thought the big rides were for her. <laughs> so the Fontan's the last scheduled one, but it's palliative care. So it's not a cure. It's kind of like a Band-Aid. So at some point, she will need something else. But when that point is, we don't know. What it really leads to is a heart transplant one day because the Fontan will eventually fail. Um, The thing is, is that this surgery is actually fairly new that the first kids to get it are now in their 30s. So before them, it was like, well, there's nothing we can do for your baby. Take your baby home and love it. Mm -hmm. So it's fairly new as far as that. So we don't know totally what the future holds with with it. Um, you know, there's always the new technology of tissue engineering and things like that that we're sure. hopeful for. Sure. Um, the unnatural circulation from the Fontan also can um, affect their liver. So sometimes they need um, a liver transplant because it causes cirrhosis of the liver. So we have to watch her liver. Um, the biggest thing with her right now is even after the Fontan, she has mitral valve regurgitation. Um, and we've been keeping an eye on it and it has started to get worse. We found that out in May. 
So in August, she has a follow-up, and we're going to be starting medication to hopefully stop it from getting worse. If it gets worse, it would mean another heart surgery Mm -hmm. for the valve. Talk about looking at the future and the difference that Nationwide Children's Hospital has made for you as a parent and for your daughter as you head into the future with some unknowns. It's it's just always terrifying to have the unknowns, but they've been with me since day one. I mean, they saved my daughter three times over. I know that, you know, whatever we come to, they'll have a plan that they care. They also, they care about her. You know, that when I go there, I know that they love her and they care about her and they want what's best for her. So I trust them. And what's really great about Nationwide and Heart Kids is that she'll actually get her treatment as an adult at Nationwide as well, because there's just the heart. With CHD, there's not enough care for adults. And so they continue at the children's centers. So she'll continue to go to Nationwide even as an adult. I know a 50-year-old that goes to Nationwide for his heart. So that makes me feel better too because it's really hard to trust a whole new team and Mm -hmm. do all that. So we won't even have to do that. So I know that I've got them by my side going into the future. They're partners. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What would you say to encourage people to give in this community, to give to Nationwide? That there's so many kids and families just depending on this as far as what we're talking about, her future, that we're dependent on research for her to be able to live a full life. You know, I'm hopeful for her surgeons doing tissue engineering at Nationwide. Right now, tissue engineering research, he was putting, you know, conduits and the kids made from their own stem cells. And, you know, that could lead to being able to grow a whole heart because, you know, these kids, lots of them end up with heart transplants and that's a whole new host of problems. And it's a sad thing. It's a struggle um, to do that. So it's and it's not just heart kids. I mean, there's so many kids affected by so many diseases at Nationwide and, you know, lots of it's just totally dependent on research and we need funds for that. So, but for me, Macy, I know she is dependent on it. So it's something that's I'm really passionate about. What is Nationwide Children's Hospital given you? Her, she wouldn't be here without them. I mean, she wouldn't have survived. They've and they've given me, they've helped me through it because when you I got that diagnosis, there's no way I can do this. I can't have my baby have open heart surgery. Like you guys are crazy, and they just they told me what to expect and they held my hands through it and you know her first surgery I remember her her doctor came and sat in the waiting room with me while she was getting her heart surgery it's it's a the the doctors and staff at Nationwide it's unlike anywhere else you know I'm not saying doctors aren't nice but the ones at Nationwide they're just so you're a peer to them you know they care about you and they want to help you through it and it's it's something really special at Nationwide does Macy understand any of this? Does she feel any different or is she? Um, so for a long time, she was terrified of anything medical, the dentist, anything. We've come a long way, a lot thanks to Doc McStuffins show. <laughs> we, we sing the songs and we say, it's just a checkup or it's just this. And I try to really be honest with her. If she's getting an owie, I tell her um, and trying to, you know, she can trust me. Um, I heard her telling her little friend this past year, um, they were in the backseat. I babysit her and we're coming home from preschool. She randomly started talking about her heart and she said, the doctors fixed my heart. I had a snake in it and they took it out. (laughs) And I was like, what? 
well, she had that chest tube. And so I think her little two and a half year old brain thought they took a snake out of her heart. Sure. And it was so cute. But she's like, I'm all better now. Wow. And, you know, I she's only four, but I try to talk about it age appropriately. Mm-hmm. And I talk about her zipper and her buttons and tell them they're tell her they're beautiful. We show them off because I don't ever want her to be embarrassed or ashamed of her yeah. scars. And she's not. <laughs> so the kids are stronger than us. I think if our doctors said or parents told us we were going to have an owie today, <laughs> we'd be better patients <laughs> <laughs> overall. Yeah. But kids are so much braver than we are. Right. I always think I can never do that. Right. How did they do that? I know. Yeah. And so she's definitely an inspiration to me and like my little hero. I hope that uh, today's MomCast brings you a bit of a smile. Um, Even when things don't go as planned, it's good to know that there is hope. And uh, we had a little bit of fun and a little bit of hope in there as well. I hope you have a great week. Of course, always check out our Facebook page for information. And, of course, you can send us any kind of topic if there's uh, anything going on at your house, anything going on with your kids. We would love to hear from you. And you never know, we may use your topic. Maybe us moms and dads will have a conversation about it as well. If you get a chance, review MomCast. It helps more moms see what we're doing. Have a great week.